Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. Greetings, Credio listeners, one and all. Welcome back to another exciting show of Q&A with Bishop Julian. You have here in the hot seat Bishop Julian, of course, ready for our questions. And ready to grill him, we have Jeremy Ambrose. Hello, everyone. And myself, Javina Graham. Now, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into our topic for today. Bishop Julian, in this country, we've seen the Catholic Church being involved for a very long time in primary and then secondary education. And in more recent years, um, the church has gotten more involved in tertiary education, so universities and colleges. Can you tell us what it is that makes a Catholic university Catholic? Yes, that's a, that's a very good question. Is what is the, what is the distinctive uh, character to a Catholic university as against other universities? Certainly, one of the things we could say at the beginning is that um, the Catholic Church, of course, has had a very long association with tertiary education, with universities, and really it was the Catholic Church that established the very first universities in Europe. But in Australia, until uh, relatively recent times, we didn't have any Catholic universities, but now we have a, a number of, of those universities. And I, I know that the universities do um, address this particular question. What makes us Catholic as a Catholic university? Perhaps the beginning point, though, would be just to look at what a university is, because um, we shouldn't just gloss over that. Uh, a university is quite a, a unique institution. I suppose there's always a tendency these days to see universities as the place you go to get the qualifications necessary to carry out a particular profession. And of course, that's true. There, there, there is a great danger in this. Somebody said to me recently, a university is just, we just learn to earn. You know, we just go to get the qualifications we need in order to uh, earn a living and so on. I think that's really to uh, reduce universities down to uh, a very basic level. Um, universities have always uh, understood themselves to be involved in, um, in greater issues and, and, um, and certainly from the point of view of, of a Catholic university, it would be very conscious, for instance, of the importance of the seeking and the transmission of truth. Truth has always been an element very uh, important in, in, uh, in Catholicism and universities have always meant to have a research dimension to them as, as well as the teaching dimension, pr producing um, people with degrees. So one of the things that a Catholic university do would do would be to want to keep that sense of that pursuit of truth, that uh, research uh, and so on. The word university is very interesting. It reminds us of the whole idea of universality. So universities do have many different faculties, do explore very many different disciplines. And so a university by its very nature should be very much an open reality. It's not closed in on, on just a particular uh, area of, of knowledge or study or, or, or training, but really universities by, by very definition are meant to be agencies that um, that look at the broader issues, have a, a, a wider sense of um, 
of human life and do and are willing to address issues that are important to societies. So there is that sense of universities having that uh, broader um, outlook, if you like, uh, to society. Of course, universities have always um, prided themselves and always feel very strongly um, in, in the area of, of freedom of, um, of, of their inquiries. So universities have often sort of felt that, that uh, the academics there need to be able to be free to, um, to investigate things. And as Catholics, we have no problem with that because we understand that, uh, that the search for truth is always going to lead us to things that are in complete union with our Catholic faith because we would believe that they would just reveal to us things that uh, really ultimately come from God himself, who is the ultimate and complete truth. I think one, one final aspect to university in general, which really is the, the ancient tradition of universities, is that universities are there to prepare people for service, to serve the society. So somebody who uh, becomes a lawyer, um, it is a profession that isn't just a means of uh, making a lot of money or uh, having a successful career, but the, the, the role of a lawyer would be one of service. The role of a doctor is one of a service. So the role of, of an engineer, all, all the people who have professions really have the idea that I have a particular area of expertise, understanding whereby I can serve, maybe just serve the betterment of society, serve the advancement of the quality of life in a society and so on. So one of the elements of a university that I think is very important is the idea that those involved with it see what they're involved in as something which is meant to provide a service to the society which the university finds itself. That makes sense, Bishop Julian. I mean, it sounds, it sounds awesome to hear about how all these features that a university should have come so, well, so readily um, to what we as Catholics want out of, out of life in a university. However, when we're speaking of Catholic universities specifically, what would you say, you know, makes a Catholic university Catholic? I think one of the very defining issues at the present moment, really I think it's the, the cutting edge of the identity associated with being a Catholic university, and, and that is to define the relationship and, and strengthen the relationship between faith and reason. Many people in, in academia these days who are not associated with Catholic faith <clears throat> tend to think that faith and reason are in opposition to each other. And maybe they even believe that uh, faith uh, is more connected with superstition or, or is just a private view of life that a person may have and really has nothing to contribute to the pursuit of knowledge, of the progress of humanity and so on. I think one of the very important things that a Catholic university would want to do would be to say, no, faith actually works in concert, in union with reason in the pursuit of truth, in the pursuit of understanding of things, and therefore in the, for the advancement of society. I think one of the things that a Catholic university would seek to do, and, and those involved in a Catholic university would seek to do would be to, if you like, apply their faith 
into the disciplines they're involved with and and to be able to see how faith can often enlighten um, a particular area um, reason can also help us in not becoming if you like closed in and closed-minded in our faith you know perhaps wanting to withdraw to some sort of ghetto a safe ghetto to live our faith so a robust exploration of the relationship between faith and reason i think these days is one of the vital uh, contributions that catholic universities can make to the catholic church to the society and to the individuals associated with it of course a, a catholic university would, would uh, seek to ground itself very thoroughly in catholic teaching and so it would be important that uh, those involved in a catholic university do seek to grow and develop their knowledge and understanding of the Catholic tradition so that they can, if you like, all the time be using the Catholic tradition as a point of reference for them in their uh, intellectual pursuits. So a Catholic we wouldn't want to see a Catholic university separating out to be, if you like, only Catholic and sort of somehow almost wanting to, to guard itself um, in terms of its Catholic identity so much so that it will reject anything that, that seems to be different, but rather would say, no, we are, we are confident from our faith, from our, our perspective on life as Catholics. Let's engage in the great debates. Let's engage in the great issues of the day. Let us bring our faith together with our reasoning uh, work to apply to issues of the day. And I think that's a contribution that uh, Catholic universities can make. And... I suppose the other thing is that it would be important that a Catholic university preserve this clear sense that this is who we are, um, a certain, certain corporate identity, so that the faculty, the students are aware that uh, Catholicism is integral to the meaning of what the university is about. With that in mind, Bishop, would it then follow that the main mission of a Catholic university is to its Catholics, or in other words, should non-Catholics not really be interested in attending Catholic universities? Mm. I'd say very, very clearly that, uh, and it's the case in um, in Australia and, and overseas, that Catholic universities are not restricted only to Catholic students. In fact, our, our universities are very, very much open to people of any faith or people no faith that could come along. I suppose what we would say is, look, this is this is who we are. This is this is what our our um, university is about. So we don't want to weaken down or or or, or apologise for or want to back away from what we believe and what the university is about. And what we actually find, as as we find with people say wanting to come along to a Catholic school, for instance, because they sense that the school, you know, a, a secondary primary school or a secondary school has something to offer, has, has uh, an approach to things that are, that, that's good, that's, that's enriching, that's uh, beneficial to people. So we would say a Catholic university can do the same. And one would hope that a Catholic university would be clearly seen by the students as having a certain character, a certain spirit, a certain approach to things which they find actually quite enriching and quite engaging. So <clears throat> it's not that uh, the Catholic University sets out to deliberately proselytise, to, to, but it would want to also be able to 
quite unashamedly presents uh, a Catholic vision of life, a Catholic understanding of, of, on particular issues. And um, this Catholic perspective, I think, uh, we, we find many people appreciate, particularly because we're not forcing it or imposing it upon them. So I think a, a Catholic university has a real mission, and I would say very simply that the, the better they are as a university and the better they are as Catholic, I think the greater the contribution they can make to the students and hence through the students to the society where the Catholic university is based. Well, that's incredible. It sounds like Catholic universities have, the, well, have, have what it takes to change the world. I think they do, and I, th I think in this postmodern period where there is a great scepticism about truth, where there is a, often a, a, an uncertainty about, uh, about the meaning of life or about uh, the, the goals to human existence, where um, people can also feel very isolated. Like individuals can feel um, uncertain about um, who they are or what it means to be a human being and things like that, where the society has kind of broken down a lot of things that before gave people a sense of identity, a sense of uh, understanding of who they were, how they fitted into the universe. Um, I think a Catholic university has a contribution to make there to help people uh, see, because Catholicism offers an integrated vision for human life. And I think that is a particular, this moment in history, I think that's a very particular contribution that a Catholic university can make. I just want to get that down, Bishop Julie. Catholicism offers an integrated view on human life. Yes. That's a great way to end off this excellent Q&A session. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Jeremy, we, we've come to that uh, part of our Q&A session where uh, I ask the questions and uh, just to offer a little um, piece of information uh, about an aspect of Catholic life. I'm sure you're very familiar with the, um, the headdress of a bishop. You often would see a bishop at a formal occasion wearing quite a distinctive headdress. Yeah, in fact, there's um, someone dedicated to looking after just the headdress, isn't there? That's right. In the, in, in the Mass, that's right. They're normally accompanying a bishop in a, in a, in a solemn ceremony will be two um, people who will hold the, um, the mitre and the crozier of the bishop during the, the ceremony when he's not wearing them or holding the crozier. The, the mitre is, is a, a curious piece of, of equipment, if you like, mm -hmm. that a bishop wears. It's quite distinctive. It's uh, quite a, a unique thing. Um, so I just thought I'd offer a few little thoughts about its origin. It probably uh, it goes back a, a long way and probably goes back into Jewish times in terms of, of, its, uh, of its origins. Uh, the Jewish priests, um, were the high priest in particular, used to wear a, a, a headdress which, um, which has a a, a name which is probably the origin of the, the name Mitre, which is a rather unusual name for us. Um, and this headdress was probably more like a turban, as we'd understand, a, a cloth that is wrapped around the head. And we're, we're familiar with that from uh, people in the, in the uh, 
the, the Middle East. Um, and so the, the Jewish high priest used to wear this turban style of thing, uh, which was called a mitzvah. And so that's probably where the word might have came from. Mm. And, and that, um, that, that form of headdress was something which was common in the, in the ancient world in, in various ways. It probably also um, was something that was associated, say, with people in the, in the Byzantine courts, because that's a more eastern uh, area of, of the world. And so uh, there the um, court officials would have a sort of a, a cap or a, a hat that they would wear. Uh, later on, uh, it developed partly because of the influence of the Byzantine background into what we call the papal tiara, the, 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 the almost like a crown. Um, so the tiara became a, a, more like a crown, but it still had that idea of a shaped uh, cap that, um, in this, this case, the, the Pope would wear. It was that sort of background that led to um, bishops having um, something similar, which was just a, a cloth a cap. It eventually moved from a turban, and certainly not was a, wasn't a tiara, but moved through to to being a, a simple um, cap that was uh, that a bishop would wear, would probably would say that the mitre as we know it today um, began to be used um, frequently by bishops in about the um, the 11th century, and, and certainly there are references to the mitre and instructions actually that bishops to wear mitres in the 11th century. So. Um, when we see a bishop wearing a mitre today, as we as we know it, probably its its origin would go back uh, almost almost a thousand years. So it has a, a fair period of um, of tradition in the church, but it would go back a lot further, probably ultimately to the headdress worn by a Jewish high priest. Wow! Talk about one of the church's longest-standing fashion statements. Yeah. I'm glad Bishop gets to wear a mitre and not a turban. <laughs> Thank you very much, Bishop Julian. You've been listening to Q&A with Bishop Julian Porteous. For more episodes, visit radio.org.